because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Ugh, he's grotesque. Oh. <laughs> he's so grotesque. <laughs> this is part of the lore now, is that we have Frankenstein monsters fighting in the U.S. Army. Why well, is this always a challenge? It's always hunting season. It's always hunting season. Oh, poor dear. We better put her upstairs in bed before Grandpa has her floating all over the neighborhood. Can I help you, Lily? Oh, no, thank you, dear. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, maybe. Uh, Marilyn was going to the bank for me. Do you think I could trust you to make a withdrawal? Trust me? How could a level-headed, conscientious fellow like me get in trouble at the bank? <laughs> Hello, and welcome mm-hmm. to another groundbreaking amazing episode of the monster hunters the only show that dares dares to look at any content that isn't the monsters in the eyes and say gtfo buddy we're here for one thing and one thing only it's to watch a 60 year old sitcom about a frankenstein monster and its grotesque family that's the monsters i am derek i'm a monster Mm. hunter and joining me at the Frankenstein-headed table of Munsterism, uh, as he does every week, it's uh, Shun DMC himself, <laughs> Keith. Hey, what's up? I'm Shun DMC. And I am a monster hunter. I Shun forgot. DMC. Whose house? <laughs> Shun's house. Say what? Yep. Right. I had forgotten about that one. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. me. I edit the episodes and I hear them over and over again. Oh, and the, it haunts me in my dreams. Speaking of haunting me in my dreams, across the monster <laughs> headed table uh, of shunning and monsterism is the Dr. Ray of Kansas. Terry. Ooh, I'm haunting you. <laughs> are you dreaming or are you awake? Ooh, that's, that's a haunting. Question. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm always floating above you being like, uh, come, come to the recording, Derek. Oh, okay. I'm here, <laughs> but I'm really not, and that's that's my ultimate prank. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The ultimate prank. Turns mm-hmm. out he's dead. Terry's yeah. really dead. <laughs> I've been dead all along. Yeah, <laughs> yep. oh Don't spoil it. That was gonna be the grand uh, Monster Hunter yeah. season finale. It, and here's the thing: if you listen to all the episodes, there was clues in every one. Mm. Usually, a red balloon would fly by, mm-hmm. or yeah, so something would. It's a little cold in here. Yeah. Every now and then, yeah. yeah. You'll, you'll see our breath on the episode. As it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So if you re-download all those and just listen, you'll notice. Every yeah. time Terry talks, uh, Frost appears on uh, on your stereo. <laughs> yeah, I've always wondered how he could still manage to drive the skooma with all the frost on the, the window of it. But mm. I don't know. Well, yeah. ghost well that's my, my good you're, you're responsible for it. Ghost power. Yeah, ghosts ghost can see through anything, just so you know. That sounds like a threat. <laughs> no, well, like, they, well, certain certain ones like the eavesdrop, so that would be uh, that. That means they can see through anything. Uh, that's true. Well, disturbing, um, <laughs> but not nearly as disturbing as season one, episode twenty-one. Don't bank on Herman. Oh, but before God. we can get into the disturbing nature of this episode, we need to do something real fast. Now, the last time this, I went high speed and it worked really well so i'm gonna do it again 
I'm going to light a candle, go down the hall, watch out for the spiderwebs, the low-hanging fruit, the Twizzlers. They're on the way. Uh, don't step mm-hmm. on the rat turds because it will stick to your shoes and stink. Over the gate. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. There are ghosts that aren't Terry floating around in here. Get out the vacuum cleaner, suck on Luigi style, and put them in the containment unit. Dust off the shelves, <laughs> grab. <laughs> put push uh the books and hmm. whatever else that's off the shelf indiana jones i think uh the band or his findings or leaving so i don't know <laughs> there was rat crap in the hallway who knows what indiana jones has done in here uh grab the book that is the tome of uh monster hunter's almanac dust it off open it up blow the dust off again <sighs> down to one knee lift it up to keith who reads it, uh, Alter Boy to Priest style for the Munster Hunter's Almanac Factoid Fact Tidbit shit Sheet Psalm of the Week. All right, all right. Hello. Uh, let's open up here to uh, Mockingbird uh, 432. 432. My favorite yeah. chapter and verse. Can mm-hmm. I just say I'm sitting in the pews and now I'm like my eyes I'm side eyeing where all the ghosts just were and that they just went to that vacuum. Oh, there's <laughs> pews down here too. All right. <laughs> well, it's like a little altar library, uh, church. Mm-hmm. I've been imagining this is that like the the bookshelf is just at the end of a long hallway. Oh, it is technically, but so is this giant room that we're in. Mm, this cathedral, okay. if you will. So over the last few episodes, uh, I've been I've been dipping into like some things that. Uh, what have some of the the monster actors done outside of the monsters? Uh, Fragrance books, uh, the Italian restaurant, uh, the grandpa you, owned now, that, hold on, that hold cool on. song. Hold on, hold on. You just yeah. said that like the last couple of episodes. So you mean the previous twenty? No, not the previous twenty. I mean, we talk about a whole bunch of different. But well, the specifically, Fred I, book stuff was a long time ago. It was like three episodes ago. Oh, I beg to differ. I'll be honest, I can't remember now. <laughs> yes, it was at some point. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, it was, yeah. I, anyway, I've been looking into things, <laughs> and uh, one of the things. So I, I was looking under, uh, I was looking under Yvonne Carlo, trying to find some uh, specific stuff about her, like you know, maybe some like odd side things that she did. But so I, f- I stumbled upon something else. Um, so she, uh, you know, when she eventually did pass away, uh, she passed away at the uh, Motion Picture and Television Hospital. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this. No, or not. I am not. No, um, it's uh, also known as the Motion Picture and Television Fund (MPTF). It's a charitable organization offering assistance and care to those motion picture and television industries, their families with limited or no resources, including services such as temporary financial assistance, case management, and residential living. Okay, um, huh. and that, that's kind of what really kind of uh, caught my attention was that basically it's a, a retirement, retirement home. home for Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, apparently, during the 30s, uh, there's some timely deaths of guys like Fatty Arbuckle, uh, Carl Dane, Florence Lawrence. That's a great name, mm-hmm. uh, etc. And Gene Hers- Herschelt, then president of the Motion Picture Relief Fund, uh, he bought 48 acres in the San Fernando Valley. And they purchased it and they set up the Motion Picture Country House. Eventually, they put the hospital. Uh, there on the the area where the country house uh was at and you know it's it's basically been there um ever since scores of movie notables have spent their last years here uh, those are money paid their own way but if they didn't they they paid nothing fees are solely on the ability to pay really yeah so i i would imagine especially back in the day like 
when people weren't like making you know the rock type money yeah you know they even if they even, even if they had a really great There's career only one person that makes the rock type money yeah, okay if they weren't it making is- kevin hart type money um well, you you make it sound like <laughs> kevin hart's a d-lister that guy makes a ton of cash too no that's what i'm saying like a lot of like the actors making a lot more money these days back in the day you could be a very uh well-known actor probably still not have a ton of wealth come the end of your uh life and then uh having to go there also it was helping their families as well uh 1993 the motion picture and television fund foundation was established by jeffrey katzenberg so currently the board of directors um bob biker B-E-I-T-C-H-E-R. He's the president and CEO, but George Clooney is also one of the board of directors. Oh, nice, uh, nice. Yeah, at this current point in time. Then they also have a board of governors that includes J.J. Uh, Abrams, uh, Greg Berlanti, Christopher Nolan. Uh, I was, then I was scrolling through the notable, notable residents, um, especially those who had died uh, while being there, um, mm-hmm. had their last day. So Yvonne DiCarlo was there. Uh, your boy Joe Conley was there. What? Now, if you run on the list, like Bob Mosher... Uh, no, I looked. I looked. He, oh. And his name, he was not there. No strain? Uh, Bellamy. Bellamy? That's, uh, yeah. No, no, no. Fuzzy Knight. I don't know who that is, but Fuzzy Knight was there. <laughs> okay. You think Spurs. we all know who Fuzzy Knight is? <laughs> oh, I don't. Is it spelled with a K or in, like just like the yeah, time so, of day? So, no, it's spelled with a K. Uh, it's like it's the prequel to Shovel Knight. It's mm-hmm. Fuzzy Knight. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, and so, it's um, sequel to Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that is, uh, I, I just found it interesting that I didn't realize that that, that there was a thing uh, specifically for that. Yeah, I'd never heard of that. That's kind of yeah. cool, though. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to get in the show business so I can go retire. <laughs> that sounds nice. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the ultimate dream is to get mm-hmm. in the show business. That's why so many people move to California, leave their screenplays, you know, on tables and stuff. Oh, yeah. So they I just want to retire. Retire, yeah. retire at the retirement <laughs> home. Yep. Mm-hmm. I have a credit. Let me retire. Let me die in dignity. Uh. <laughs> yep. That's how my work process goes whenever I make something. <laughs> Just let me die. <laughs> Just let me die in dignity, please. Yes. <laughs> They're going to be like, well, you were a monster hunter, so that's not possible. Oh, uh, yeah. Possible. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, Zaz- <laughs> you the moment you became a monster hunter. Who's on the list? Zazagabor. Hoot Gibson. I don't know who, who Gibson is, but Josh Hagaborg—that's a she's a famous actress. <laughs> you you listed up like thirty people we don't know, and then you're like, "Show oh, Josh Hagaborg," so it's like you're reading it for the first time. I kind of was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that one, that one, that one, I was, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that's it. I just uh, I I thought that was um, interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, yeah never heard of it, but. I'm glad, I'm glad that's something out there for those people, you know? You know, yeah. And for those people that probably do bar trivia, this will help them out eventually. Oh, yeah. So 100% our show is all about that. Yeah. Well, once yeah. we run out of monsters, I mean, we got to do something. Bar trivia? You know, yeah. <laughs> Monster-themed bar <laughs> trivia. Yep. There you go. Did you close it? Yep. yep. Put that back. Oh, man. I already put the book back a while ago, Keith. You what the hell did I just close? <laughs> Wait a minute. I don't know. Just a, Hold on. There's no book in my hand anymore. A smoky what? outline of the book. I, I yanked it out <laughs> of like, your hand so fast. Wait a minute. Where'd Derek go? God damn it. He's oh, already weird. back up top. 
No, no, there's too yeah. many stairs. It takes me way too long to get up there. That's why we're taking the dumb waiter again. Hop on in, boys. All the way up to the top. Phew. Climb out of that dumb waiter. Please ignore the Keith. You have a dish stuck to your back. Uh, get that off there. Okay. Throw it in the kitchen. Out the back door, down the walk, through the gate, out to the dock. Uh, everybody on the ship, I'm going to lift anchor here in a second because Excellent. Captain Terry is taking us three miles out into international right. waters. Mm-hmm. Above Not by gate. gunpoint this time. Not by gunpoint. We're all willing participants mm-hmm. trying to earn our spot into the celebrity retirement home. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. let us die with dignity. That's the new, that is the new catchphrase of Monster Hunter. Is that our sign off? Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, we've got a third sign off to mess up now. That's great. <laughs> yep. Just let us die with dignity. Uh, so here we are above <laughs> the gates of hell into the skooma down deep, deep, deeper than Atlantis, down to where the seafloor is traveled by the mantis and hmm. captain terry is here for another edition of scuba that's right we're going down you know i never thought about this but we you know we go to the, the the altar to worship for a bit you know to raise our spirits before we go deep into the bowels of hell <laughs> mm-hmm. um it all so makes kind of sense now the only way it can happen yeah i'm not yeah. going i'm not going there without first going to the the altar of the almanac <laughs> yeah <That's right>. it's, <laughs> It's like we're re-virginized every time we come out of there. It's just, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't gonna go that far, but I just, you know, it's a, well, that's oh, how I take yeah. it. Dominic does that. Yeah, I feel better about re- every week. I feel better about the return, about making it back out every time after we do that. So. Yeah. Well, so this episode was directed by Etcher Stone. Uh, we've talked about him once before. He did the Midnight Ride of Herman Munster, which mm. was about Herman getting mixed up with criminals in a bank robbery. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, this neat. guy's got a theme. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, he's directed 27 episodes of The Munsters, so we'll be seeing him quite a bit. Oh, 25 more times? How, 25 how more bank robbery yeah. episodes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. There's a lot of stuff to dig into with these bank robbing heists. So. Uh, his final directing credit caught my eye this time, and I was kind of looking through his stuff. Um, he directed a Lassie TV movie called Lassie, Pieces Are Profession. Um, What's this it movie? called? What? Lassie pieces of our what? Lassie piece is our profession. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess this movie really it's just like a, like a, a few episodes like put together from the show. It was like a four arc series or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if the TV movie actually includes all four parts, but there's a lot going on with these four episodes. I'm just going to kind of briefly run through them. So Lassie and her owner they go to an Air Force base for a wedding. Lassie ends up befriending a goose who has laid eggs at the missile launch zone. Lassie saves them, but then becomes friends with a diabetic poodle who stows away on a ship. The poodle then goes into a diabetic coma. They stop the ship and save the poodle. But then Lassie and her owner meet a boy named Jimmy, who is crippled and does not believe in God anymore. However, when the boy's father's aircraft is hit with a power failure, he must re-examine his faith. So yeah, there's a lot going on with this. Uh, Heck yeah, there is. Uh, <laughs> way too much. That yes. seems like the greatest Lassie movie ever made. Yes. <laughs> the it, greatest uh, Lassie ever told. That's right. It it kind of surprised me. I, I thought there'd be like kind of like a theme, like kind of throughout connecting them, but it really did sound to me like four different episodes about four different things. Mm. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, maybe, must you know, been... maybe that is. Maybe there's like some weird common thread that's. Mm. That, 
like as soon as they finish up, you know, helping somebody find their faith again, the somebody falls down a well right at the end of the hour. Oh yeah. You know, whatever. The goose finished laying its egg and the baby likes first words are Lassie, go to the airport. And then so she runs. <laughs> yeah. What's that, Lassie? There's a problem at the airport? Yep. It's it, I, the, the the twist is that it's uh it, it Lassie is quantum leaping into all of these different uh, Oh that's into different dogs idea. or into different people? <laughs> I hope it's in, into well, it's into the goose and then into uh, mm. into the diabetic poodle, and then into the the boy mm-hmm. uh, who's who needs to find God. And why is Jimmy barking and running around on well. fours? That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy, stop stepping my crotch. Jimmy, Jimmy, stand up. <laughs> Enough, boy. You're 14. Stop it. <laughs> So, Lassie, I was surprised because there's 19 seasons of this show. Of Lassie? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh. There's God. so much. Like, how much can you dig around with this character? I had no idea. But, yeah. Well, when you say character with, like, the loosest air quotes, because it is a dog. <laughs> um, look, uh, look we've, we're, we're going to be talking about, like, our second bank uh, robbery-related episode here. Uh, they had plenty of things for Lassie to rescue people from, I'm sure. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Quicksand, quicksand. I'm sure that happens at least once. Yeah, um, quicksand at a bank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Quicksand Hail. at a, at a, what are those? Credit union. Oh yeah, yeah. Quick, quicksand, quicksand at a, a um, check cashing place. Yeah, check cashing. That's what I was thinking. Of. <laughs> <laughs> there might be quicksand at the uh, the guy down the street who says he'll he'll pay you back a mm-hmm. double. Mm-hmm. After you pay him, the Lone Shark, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we, oh, Wimpy's house. So he'll gladly pay us Tuesday for a hamburger today. Exactly. But yeah. he's caught in quicksand. Quick, Lassie. Oh yeah, there's that. She's at the guy who you know you teach a man to fish, and he'll fish for the rest of his life. She's there's some quicksand there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, um, so this episode was written by Douglas Tibbles. Oh, so that, he, he he's a first on the Mustards as well. So that's yeah. fun. He's got 15 writing credits on IMDb, so not a lot. Uh, going from 1965 to 1986, he has 10 more episodes um, of the Munsters to go still. So okay. we'll be seeing him later. Uh, his biggest claim to fame seems to have been the Munsters. I was kind of just like, scrolling through to see stuff I recognized. You know, he did like a couple episodes of Bewitched and the Andy Griffith Show, but you know, there's there wasn't a whole lot. So I won't go too deep on him since seems kind of a little barren so <laughs> we'll talk about him later i'm sure well i'm sure we'll get into him we'll go real deep sometime in the next 10 episodes mm-hmm. uh so we got some guest stars for this we got paul mousy garner as fingers maurice manson as mr glover and jack bernandy as scotty okay so paul mousy garner he's got 49 acting credits on imdb he they went from 1929 to 2008 Although he died in 2004, so I'm not sure where the 2008 credit's coming from. It was Wrong for the Onion that. movie, like oh. the website. Mm-hmm. So I don't know it's if it was like stock footage. Little flick, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was weird, but maybe like he just happened to be in the clip. I don't know. Uh, but Mousy wasn't his only nickname. He was also known as the Grand Old Man of Vaudeville. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, yeah. first of all, how do, you, how do you get downgraded to Mousy after that? <laughs> What do you mean? After being the grand old man of vaudeville, the grand old man of vaudeville. That's like I'm. That's a great. That's a. That's right up there with the Doctor Drift, Kansas. His, his final vaudevillian act. His final vaudevillian act. 
is he ate a bowl of live mice. <laughs> People loved it too. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is weird. Really says something about society, if you ask me. But yeah, and yes. he wanted to quit after thirteen, but then he started chanting "Mousey, oh. Mousey," and yeah. I think they were saying "Mouse eat," and then it w- or "Eat Mouse," but the way it was like going, it came into "Mouse eat, Mouse eat," and then they thought it was "Mousey," so that's his thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he saw that he got a glint in his eye, and he just started downing them. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a dark tale, uh, but <laughs> still holds the record today, though. Yeah. I think. yeah, Joey Chestnut won't even try to beat that one. <laughs> no, he will not. Live no. mice? No, no thanks. Yeah, that's a hard one. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, I think the official record, if I had to guess, would probably say that he was mousy first and then became the grand old man of vaudeville. But we all know the truth, because um, apparently he was doing vaudeville performances till like his like seventies, eighties. He was like super old. Oh my god. Yeah, and his last his last vaudeville performance, he had a bowl. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, to remind yeah. people why he's been called Mousey all this time. Well, I mean, it was his first performance and his last. He booked uh-huh. his career with eating mice. Yeah, he wanted to make sure that people would never forget him. Never. Nope. Uh, but he was well known as a like a comedy musician type. Uh, he started performing in 1913. Uh, he was just a little kid when he was like just singing, and he was in a family group. Uh, he also entertained soldiers in World War One. Um, he became part of Ted Healy's New Stooges after Moe, Larry, and Curly left. The the New Stooges were kind of short lived; they didn't last long. Kind of. Um, <laughs> <Never knew. laughs> yeah, sounds like when they replaced Bo and Luke Duke with the cousins. <laughs> That's what that sounds like. <laughs> the, the they gave they found three other guys to be the Stooges. <laughs> yeah, so he he but he was in there. Um, and I was diving through his IMDb listings, you know, as I do. And I found a movie. It's right up our alley. It's called Saturday the 14th. Mm. I love it. Man, I've seen that movie. You have? I have. It's been a really long time, but yes, I have. Oh, my God. This might be a first for the skooma. Keith already he recognizes something <laughs> you know, over the bow. All the dials are popping out of the <laughs> dashboard again. <laughs> We're warning, depressurizing. Warning. You guys see this? He's like, I know exactly what that is. I haven't seen this in... <laughs> I never thought I'd hear that name again. As a I probably had, I probably haven't seen it in like thirty some odd years, but mm-hmm. yes, I'm. Yeah, this movie came out in two thousand eight, and it <laughs> starts. Um, it's uh, so you know, it, it gets bad on Friday the thirteenth, but it's worse on Saturday the fourteenth. Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah, knows that. Like <laughs> the movie's about a family who moves into like a haunted mansion. Um. It has a book, an evil book in it that apparently has a bunch of scary monsters trapped inside. Um, we've got like fishmen, demons, werewolf looking things, vampires, all sorts of stuff rocking around in this movie. Um, it looks pretty bad, but um, Paul has a role in it. He's, he's known as the Major. I think he's like a pest control guy that they call to try to get rid of these monsters or something. Mm. So, as, as one would do, pest mm-hmm. control, take care of. That's right. <laughs> Yep. Next time, just call the Munster Hunters. We'll take care of it. Mm-hmm. I got a uh, I'll be those. honest. I think that's on Amazon Prime, and I think it might be on my watch list right now. What? Oh. <laughs> because I, cause I you put, clicked you on it. You pressed the little plus next to that? <laughs> yeah, because I think I was interested in like, going like, man, I remember this from when I was You're a kid. Right. I wonder if it's any good. Oh, like, I God. don't remember any of it. The way that outside of the name, I don't remember anything else about it. Um but it's on like a list of like weird movies I've been looking forward to rewatching at some point. Okay. Well, you have to keep us posted on that because 
Very curious about that. Um, but we've also got Maurice Manson. He's got 180 acting credits on IMDb, going from 1948 to 1982. He has, you know, small roles, TV and film. Um, but he was in even something I recognized. He was in The Creature Walks Among Us, which is mm. a creature from the Black Lagoon movie. It's like mm-hmm. the third one, I believe. So Nice. That was cool. Uh, I've not seen... I've only seen the first one. I, I'm planning on watching them all in the near future, but... Yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I, you know, I mentioned Three Stooges earlier. Uh, well, this guy was in a Three Stooges movie as well. It was called Three Stooges in Orbit, where mm. uh, the Stooges go into space and face off against alien spies. Alien spies? That's right. Huh. <laughs> um, it, it's, you know, classic. Uh, once you, you know, It's always the classic. You, know, you run out of ideas for these like comedy Stooge movies, send them to space. That's, that's yeah, what they do sure. every time, so... Just like they did with Fast and the Furious. They're yeah. <laughs> Jason right. and Freddy mm-hmm. and Leprechaun. Michael Myers and Leprechaun. Yep. Hellraiser went there, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm not against that. I love it when they do that. But this, uh, you know, they are in a space race. Uh, they're helping a scientist, I guess, with some sort of secret spacecraft. Um, what could go wrong? Why would you bring the Stooges along for that, I question. But, hey, I'm sure they're very helpful. Um and the aliens, they kind of look like Frankenstein monsters, so that's kind of fun. Like, a little connection that. there. Yeah. Some little Hermans running around. From the, final... the planet that was terraformed by Hermans. Oh, Nichols. that could be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the planet we sent it to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now they're coming back for revenge. <laughs> Why have <laughs> yeah. you cursed us with life? <laughs> Let us die with dignity, they say. <laughs> um, but... We've got Jack Bernardi. He's got 69 acting credits. Uh, he goes from 1951 to 1989. He hasn't really been in a whole lot of crazy stuff, mostly you know small bit parts and guest appearances. But he was in Wonton Tom, the dog that saved Hollywood, which I mentioned oh, a long again. time ago. Yeah, yeah. So, he was in that. Old Wonton Tom. And uh, he was also in a Brian De Palma movie, which is someone I've heard of. Of, but mm-hmm. I've never heard of this particular movie. He's the director of uh, Scarface. Yeah, and Carrie and other oh, yeah. things, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, he's, he's a guy I know, and I was like, cool, cool. And then I saw the movie. It was Get to Know Your Rabbit. That's what it was called. That's a Brian De Palma movie? Yes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, this, is not, Palma. this is not what I think of when I think of Brian De Palma. Um, and it's about a burnt-out businessman who decides to ditch his career and become a tap-dancing magician. Yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's right. Jesus. The Palmas Alley. <laughs> I'll be honest. I like. I don't like. There's so much going on. Like these concepts of some of these movies that we read off is. <laughs> it amazing. sounds like a randomly generated logline. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Like yes. I was worried you're about to say. I'll be honest. I think I've seen this movie before. I thought <laughs> yeah, that's what you're. Going. That's where my no, top six no. movies of all time. No, I was gonna say something else, but I, I opted not to. So. Oh okay. Oh well, weird. This movie looks pretty boring. Um, at one point, he's like carrying around a hat, tap dancing around the stage. He pulls out a rabbit. Um, he's taking magic lessons from Orson Welles. Orson Welles is in this movie, mm. um, and I was surprised. Uh, and Orson Welles kind of critiques his rabbit holding technique. He is not impressed. Your so, rabbit holding technique is yeah. poor. Look at your hands. <laughs> that's my. That, that's my <laughs> Orson Welles without hearing Orson Welles uh, and just trying to remember how he sounded. Pretty good. It's pretty spot on. I yeah. thought so, yeah. But, no, uh, no wine before it's time. No wine? Yeah, it was him in the commercial. He used to oh, do, uh, I've seen that, yeah. Yeah. 
where he's like really drunk and he's doing it or something. Yep. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, like I said, this movie looks pretty bad, um, but I was just kind of happy to see people I recognize, but it doesn't seem sure. to happen much in Skuma. So oh. that's always fun when you see old Brian De Palma floating down here with us and Orson Welles. <laughs> oh, hey, guys. You're down mm-hmm. here too, huh? Get the bloated they... corpse of Orson Welles. <laughs> they never would have come back with this, though, for some reason. No. They seem pretty perfectly happy where they're at. So Yeah. They have died with dignity (laughs) down near the gates of hell. Yeah, actually, they seem pretty perturbed that I would ever bring up something like this as if dignity might go away. (laughs) Please forget this movie. Look at the skooma driving. Not Mm -hmm. very impressive. That's all I've got. So let's just slowly start rising. Too late. I am in the car and I've gone to what? the gas station and come back with drinks for everybody. Oh, oh, thank you. Wow, <laughs> yes. that's actually pretty nice. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I figured, you know, why not? Yeah. Uh, as, as soon as Terry says, well, as soon as I could tell that the that the cadence is slowing down, that's yeah. when I launch myself up back towards the surface. <laughs> um, I well, you. You see me previously. I, I'm greasing myself up mm-hmm. so I can just cut through the water like a knife, uh, <laughs> and the water pressure just launches me, and I landed at the gas station this time. So you know that's why. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, pretty convenient too. Yeah. yeah, I may have planned it that way. Anywho, we're back. Hopefully, you guys don't have the monster skooma bends because that's the worst kind of bends there are. I'm kind of used to it by now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm immune to the bends now. I have, <laughs> I have blood vessels made of steel. Um, I, I actually kind of like them. Oh, he, he, it, you it, like it the tickles, bends? It tickles Keith a appreciates bit air bubbles in his uh, veins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tingly. Yeah, tingly. That that's one way to put it. Yeah. So here we are. We are talking about season one, episode twenty-one. We are inching our way closer and closer. I I mathed it out. We will finish season one. Right after Thanksgiving. Wow. Okay. Oh we God, got a ways to go. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's not even August yet. Holy I, smokes. I was telling some friends about the show, and I was just like, you know, every time I like look, it seems like more episodes just keep getting tacked on to the <laughs> <Yep>. show. <laughs> mm-hmm. At first season, that those 38 episodes are just, I just tell my wife the other day, she goes, why were there 38 episodes? Like, beats the hell out of me. Uh, yeah, it's no Lassie. There could have been like 19 seasons of this, so we should, maybe we should yeah. be thankful. <laughs> yeah, I think we are a little bit. Although Lassie Hunters, maybe next teaser. <laughs> <laughs> Hunting dogs. <laughs> no, nothing warms the cockles of the heart more than the idea of hunting animals. The most dangerous dogs. game. Yeah, Lassie. Uh, there we go. Season 1, episode 21. Don't bank on Herman. Came out <sighs> February 10th, 1965. Uh, the TV guide says, when Lily sends Grandpa and Herman to the bank, they wind up involved in a robbery. Now, thankfully, since I just copy-pasted that and put it here, I didn't say they wind up involved in a robbery. They wind up involved mm. in a robbery. It's spelled the same. 7.3 on IMDb feels lofty. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. This one opens up Unlike any others, Marilyn is sick on the couch with a thermometer in her mouth. Yeah, she's not doing good. No. A giant thermometer, by the she's way. got a giant thermometer, the kind that you don't want to take rectally. <laughs> she's sent home from school. She looks terrible with all that color in her cheeks. And she's got a fever. And, oh, my, it's terrible. It's at least 
degrees too high because it's 98.6 and the Munsters, well, they average in the low 50s, which got the resounding, <laughs> just, just the canned laughter was like all for that one. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it's like an interesting tidbit. Like, I'm like, ooh, add that to the notes. All the 50 degree blood uh, heat, huh? Mm-hmm. Heat. Interesting. Yep. Now, possibly the number two moment of the entire episode happens now because Eddie pops up out from behind the couch for no reason yes, and yeah. scares the shit out of Herman. <laughs> and he's like, Grandpa's in the dungeon mixing up a cure. And and the thing is, Herman was scared. And it, it was it was kind of nice. I like that. So Herman walks over, cracks open the, the trap door, grabs one of those little megaphones that cheerleaders scream out of, and uh, screams down, high fever. And then we see Grandpa, and he's mixing up stuff, and he goes, high fever. And he calls back. And then Marilyn's like, I feel so low. And then that gets relayed to Herman. Feels low, feels low, feels low. And then Grandpa mixes up some bubbles, looks like soap. And he says, that ought to lift your spirits. And then the unexplainable happens because I don't know what the hell happened. Marilyn is floating <laughs> off the couch. She didn't drink it. It nope. just happened somehow. Yes. Yeah. She is floating off the couch. Uh, and I bet you the script says Marilyn drinks soapy water. And she said, nah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, we'll just pretend. Uh, because Grandpa never came up with the potion, but Marilyn's floating. Also, I, I have questions. How this potion is actually going to work when her fever is not actually high? No. Um, I mean, this sounds like it could do more damage than probably uh, than good. Yeah, like if they tried to like cool her off, then we have issues, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The other thing that caused a problem is when they tell Grandpa that to stop what he's doing, and she drops back down. Yeah. So much dust comes off that thing. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. I'm like, this is not safe work environment for these people. Like, no, it's just so much, especially her, because she is basically coated in it at that point. And when you consider it's all asbestos, it has to be. So, <laughs> also, th- also from production from a production value uh, standpoint, I mean, I guess we really don't see her much the rest of the time. No, but she's got to be like coated with dust that they would have to like stop. She'd have to like she'd have to go take a shower. Well, they don't do makeup, do all that, stuff, all that stuff. No, I'm talking for, like for the rest of the episode. Like, oh, she sure, would sure. Be, yeah. Well, luckily they don't do multiple takes in Munster, no. on Munster recordings. One and done. And then oh, yeah. when, it, when I mean, it's no strain Bellamy, then it's one and done the easy way. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's right. So Lily is like, forget it. And it goes, forget it, forget it. Down to Herman, forget it. And Grandpa says, forget it. And then he does something. And then Lil- Marilyn drops all the crap comes out of the couch. Lily is pissed. Like, she's super pissed again. Like, I yeah. don't know what the stretches of episodes where Lily just gets angry at everything, but it continues here. It's starting to be her thing, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Which I kind of like it. I'm glad she's getting something. I don't know. I, I like yeah. I like it when everybody's a little grumpy in these episodes, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, you like the grumpy monsters. Mm-hmm. I just don't like the unnecessarily grumpy monsters <laughs> because she's really upset, and he's like, he needs to give up medicine. This cures of his or take up practice in California. Which I, I thought they were in California. That's <laughs> what I thought too. I thought it was a very, I, except for the fact that he doesn't actually have a practice. Yeah, he just I does it know. on his own. So Lily is like, "Well, I'm gonna take Marilyn upstairs," and this is what we heard up top. But Marilyn, Marilyn was gonna go to the bank. So here it is. Here's the setup. Can the alley oop? Can the monsters dunk this basketball? Of Herman and Grandpa going to the bank. Yep. <laughs> Banger. You know, I want to oh. give him. Uh, what? 
Oh, go ahead, Terry. Oh, I was just saying, I just want, I don't know, did this happen yet where Herman's like, well, what could go wrong with a level-headed, conscientious yeah. man like yeah. me? So I want to give him credit. They did not linger on the level-headed part, no. which is like classic, oh, he's a Frankenstein's monster Go-to thing. Joke, I was like, yeah. Which I think they've done that a lot more lately, where they've they've slipped in like those jokes that we normally would be like, oh, God. But they've done it in a way where they, they don't stick on them Yeah, they don't long. linger on yeah. it. Like they don't, it's more it's subtle. Not, it's not the punchline like. part of the thing. It's yep. just, which is nice. I'm giving them credit for that. I thought that was, well done, Munsters. Well done. There's one other uh, joke I'm going to give credit to you, but that's that's a little teaser for you mm. listeners and mm. for my co-hosts <laughs> oh my goodness i can't wait uh also though as strong as as strong as herman is wouldn't it have been better to have him just lift marilyn up take her upstairs nice and easy and lily just go to the bank well then the mm. episode doesn't exist keith <sighs> well that might be safe for the multiverse <laughs> oh god <laughs> that'd be a fast episode <laughs> yeah well he gets everything she needs he comes back yeah and everything's fine so here we go. So that was the whole thing. It's the whole setup. Yep. Marilyn's sick. Herman's got to go to the bank instead because Marilyn usually goes to the bank. Uh, Lily, very trusting. I guess she's family. She's going to go, but we'll find out that. Banger. Because Herman's like, what problems can I get into? Banger. Come back from banger. Still same old banger. But I did notice at the end of the song, I really heard it this time, there is a tuba in there or maybe a French horn. Uh, it's like, uh, oh, really? And I really enjoyed it. Yep. I'm going to pay attention to that next time. Did not yep. notice that. So we come back. Lily is re explaining the premise that we just witnessed prior to the banger. <laughs> you need to go to the bank. Here's the bank book. I think Grandpa should go with you. Grandpa would rather, I'd rather go to the blood bank. <laughs> See, now that's, uh, that's that. I won't give him credit for that because that was. Yeah, of course. Of course, Grandpa. Mm-hmm. We know you're a vampire. All right, yep. we get it. Herman has instructions to draw out all the money from the tax account. And he's like, it says, all the money? All the money. So you want me to take out all the money? Yes, take all the money. Herman puts on his bowler hat. For oh, yes. I've never seen him wear before. Nope. I'm like, nice. Cool hat. I like it. Yep. Gives Lily a kiss. And Lily's like, bring it straight back here. Like, that's the warning, right? Get all the money and bring it straight home. Yeah, because he likes to go play poker with the guys at the park. Yes. Parlor. Yes. They wanted to, to, to sidetrack on the way back. Plus, no, Grandpa no likes to get the mischief. Yes. Uh, Grandpa like, could run away at any second. So, yeah. yeah Grandpa could transform into something and slip through some cracks or something. But no. Here we go. Now we're at the bank, and they are literally carrying money bags around, which I loved. How else would you know it's a bank? <laughs> right? Like, the guy's got a yeah. money bag carrying it around. Goes over to the bank boss, Mr. Grover. He's like, hey, Mr. Grover. And Grover's like, well, there's all those reports of masked bandits terrorizing this side of town. I was like, okay. They hold up the main office just this morning. Guess what? They wear trademark Halloween masks and their hideous disguises. I'm like, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. They may (laughs) come here today. Why? But here they are. They wear Halloween masks and they rob banks. And lo and behold, what a quinky dink. Uh, we have two Halloween masks like wearing people coming to the bank. Uh, but the dude's like, I'll warn the tellers. And Mr. Grover's like, whoa, be careful. These bandits are heavily armed. Our policy <laughs> is hand over all the money. We don't want anyone shot. Mm-hmm. So the policy, which is it should be because the money's insured, hand over the money. And in this situation, this paves the way for what's going to happen. Seconds later, 
because Herman and Grandpa walk into the bank. Yes, right at this moment, practically, it feels like. Yep. And Grandpa's like, over here, Herman, and everyone's staring at him. Now, Grandpa looks very Halloween-y. I noticed, like, his his outfit looked so out of place in this in this realm. Like, him yes. in the bank with the the count cloak on and mm-hmm. the high collars. Man, he looked like he was in the costume. It's like when Lily goes out and she's wearing whatever that big, like, sleeping mm-hmm. bag type thing is. Oh, yeah. Where Herman, I mean... Until you see his face, he <laughs> yep. he does just look like a very large guy. Mm-hmm. And now in this situation, he has the bowler head on, so you don't even see the flat head. You're just like, man, he's ugly. And that's <laughs> that's where <laughs> you go he got, with it. He's got some bolts in his neck, but no, yeah, whatever. they could be, you know, there for maybe that's like where he hooks up his night, his like mouth gear at night when he goes to sleep, <laughs> <laughs> or the doctors. <laughs> so, Herman, Grandpa, walk in the bank. They go over there. Everyone gasps because they're like, well, these are clearly the trademark Halloween mask wearing burglars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Herman just goes, I'd like all the money, uh, not all of my money <laughs> or here's my withdrawal slip. It's like he's never been to the bank before. Who Maybe has ever just, said that to the bank? No. I want all the money. Only people that rob banks. Yeah. So Herman says, I'd like all the money. And as was established 45 seconds earlier, we need to be careful. These bandits are heavily armed. Our policy is to hand over all the money. We don't want anyone shot. So what does she start doing? The teller? Just shoveling all kinds of loose cash. (laughs) There is just so much loose cash on the counter, and she just starts throwing it at him. Yeah, and Grandpa, he gets cranky about this. Yeah. This is going to be too hard to carry. What the heck? Put it in a bag, damn it. (laughs) By the way, she sent Grandpa with like to kind of keep an eye on Herman, but didn't tell him the instructions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so his grandpa should have known how much money they were supposed to get and that that looks a little bit off. Yeah. Even send Eddie along. Eddie's at least responsible. Yeah. Eddie could have handled yeah. this perfectly. Eddie yeah. could have. Eddie would yeah. have handled this like a champ. So anyway, Herman's got a big bag of cash. He's like, oh, thank you. Very quick service. Grandpa said, it's a pleasure doing business on the way out. And then Herman stops again on the way out the door and says, goodbye. He like waves to everybody, <laughs> which I thought was pleasant. I like that. That was nice. I like that, too. He's just peeking over this massive wall and just like, bye mm-hmm. now. <laughs> so then we get back to the house. And Grandpa and Herman are hanging out with the cash. There's like the bag of cash is sitting on the mantle. Herman's leaning against it. Grandpa's like, I had no idea Lily had that much in the tax account. I, like, I know. As the hipsters say. That's quite a bag full of bread, which got all sorts of canned laughs. That was, you know, it was a weird thing to say. It kind of got like a weird, like, huh? Out of me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't hang out with a lot of hipsters, but I'm sure it sounds accurate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at that cabbage. Yep. <laughs> so Grandpa wants to count it. Hermes like, well, that's a good idea. They may have robbed us. Laugh that up. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we cut to fat stacks. There is so much cash on the count on the mm-hmm. on the coffee table, just stacked up. And he's like eighteen thousand one hundred, eighteen thousand two hundred, eighteen thousand three hundred. I don't know what the significance of that number is, uh, but it's eighteen thousand three hundred dollars. Seems oddly specific. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Lily's got some. I got news. We only had six hundred and eighty dollars in our tax account. <laughs> and 
she says, you know what this means in Herman, because he's Herman. Our bank gives a great generous, uh, gives a generous interest rate. <laughs> and instead she goes, no, it means you goofed it again. And she's very upset at Herman. She's, this is the maddest I think I've seen her. Yes. She's very upset. Now, granted, Herman did quite goof it up because he said, I'd like all the money. Instead of doing <laughs> bank procedures, he just came yes. in demanding cash. And as we've known in the past, as he warps the reality around him, so who knows what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Herman doesn't get how he goofed it up. And then Lily says, I'll show you how. And then she spends the next minute and a half recounting the episode <laughs> up until this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. almost like line for line. This is what happened. This is what happened. This is what and, happened. And Herman, he's been there the whole time. So he his response is, well, that sounds like something that happened to me. Yes. <laughs> but she ends it with, this feather-brained klutz came home with $18,300 that didn't belong to him. And then Herman, yeah, what a coincidence. Same thing happened to me. Because he lived it. We know it. We just watched it all. Yes. But then Lily, you know, she clears it up. That feather-brained klutz is you. Now, oh, Herman yeah. then has a moment here that I really, really enjoyed. Yeah. He's like, don't blame me. Your father was there, too. And then she yells at him again. And he goes, listen, I, I couldn't have counted the money at the bank because the teller would have thought she didn't. Tr- I didn't trust her. And then she would have gotten angry and started yelling and everything. And then Herman <laughs> is really upset. He looks sad. He looks like he's about to cry. And yes, I like, felt sad, I too. I loved it. Yes. Not because I wanted to see him cry, because it was, it was kind of like a very, like, human moment it's like i just don't want to get yelled at i thought i was doing the right thing instead (laughs) i come home and get yelled at Mm -hmm. lily feels a little bit bad about this too yeah and she apologizes and herman is like well i'll take the money back tomorrow uh there was oh no lily says you have to take the money back tomorrow with adr uh so you're not mad anymore how can i stay mad at you pussycat oh and then herman in like a very gleeful childlike manner starts playing with the money he's like fanned out in front of himself he's counting it it's like i haven't seen this much money before can't i just play with it until i have to give it back well now <laughs> lily's pissed again and she yells at him and herman drops the money in shock she like, gets oh, so mad that the gosh, uh, mics peak and distort and i can't exactly hear what she <laughs> says it's so loud she does she amazing, yells at him though. hard I love that Herman just starts playing with it. That was just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes Herman just gets like a childlike sense of wonder. And I just, I just like that about and him. I do like that too. But he just had that fanned out from like, he was playing like some weird game of cards and yeah. money work cards. He's about to make it rain. Yes, he is. Man, that was nice. Walking in the club as Herman. <laughs> All right. So now we cut to Lily and Herman in bed and there's something off. Did you guys see what was off there? Mm. Uh, oh, Oh, Lily's on the opposite side. Yeah, Lily is on the opposite side. Normally, Herman sleeps on the left side and Lily's on the right side, but not this time. Huh. And I don't know why. There was nothing specific about it, <laughs> unless there's some weird camera angle they wanted. But Herman is counting the money in his sleep, and I enjoyed this. 18100 It's the same thing again, right? And he's giggling and rubbing his check. He's like, money, 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 money. Yes. <laughs> My good man, I'll take the black limousine and those two red convertibles, please. 
And I think this is what disturbed Lily and she wakes up. She's kind of half awake and Herman's laughing asleep and giggling. <laughs> Please, girls, stop kissing me. Just because I gave you a few diamond necklaces doesn't mean you own me, oh, which that's... would be the opposite way around, but whatever. <laughs> and that's this, amazing. Lily's eyes pop open. Mm-hmm. And then it is until she goes, or Herman goes, Ja, Ja, no. I'm rolling in money. I'm swimming in money. I'm drowning in money. Drowning, <laughs> drowning, drowning. Oh. And this is what upsets Lily. So she grabs a pitcher of water, which was apparently on the side of the bed. And he goes, she goes, all right, drown. And dumps it on Herman's face. Holy cow. So mean and aggressive. Oh, man. This is one of my favorite jokes. I this whole episode, <laughs> so the whole se- the whole segment of him talking in sleep and, mm-hmm. and like her pouring it, I I absolutely loved. That's it so might funny. be one of my favorite things. I I've occasionally like caught my wife sleep. Uh, she's been like talking in her sleep. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Like one one time she was talking, I, she was like chicken, chicken. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> what what kind of chicken? She's fried chicken. I'm like, what else? Ashes, 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 corn. Like she and she doesn't remember having this conversation, but I got her to continue talking about like whatever meal she was dreaming about. Nice. Um, so I that I really enjoyed this whole like thing, especially with the, the part with oh ladies. Please. Yes. Please. <laughs> Just because Kissing I gave you things doesn't mean you own me. Uh, and yes. then Josh Gabor. Josh Gabor, yeah. So Lily dumps that what waterboards Herman awake. And he goes, help, I'm drowning. You can't let me drown. I'm a rich man, uh, which I enjoyed. <laughs> and Lily is just, she's done. And she's like, just go back to sleep. Herman's, I can't sleep until that money is back in the bank. But he was just sleeping, but now, whatever. Lily says, sure. Or maybe the fact that he's laying in like a, a wet, very wet That's part of the true. bed now. <laughs> yeah. I'm laying in a soaking wet bed. I can't sleep in this. Uh, Lily says, just go back to sleep. Herman can. Lily says, sure you can. You'll take it back first thing in the morning when they open. And Lily says, oh, God. She has the big whiff of the night. I'm just dead. Then leans back down really fast, closes her eyes, and tilts her head and goes back to sleep. Yeah, that didn't look great. I didn't oh, think. it did not land at all. That was a, not a good joke. Herman, though, could be wet, could be... He's anxious about the money, but he's all flustered. I can't sleep, and I can't wait until the until he opens tomorrow, which would be somewhere between 4 and 12 hours from now. I can't mm-hmm. wait for another 4 to 12 hours. I'll take the money back tonight. Yeah, because that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> makes no sense. But Herman gets up and grabs the bag of cash that was under his pillow, yes. which I thought was funny. It is now soaked, probably, also. Yes. But literally, all he has to do is wait four to 12 hours, somewhere between there. I don't know the exact yeah. time, but bank opens at 9, right? So assuming it's somewhere between 5 a.m. and 9 p.m. Yeah, this seems like it could go. Like he, he's like such a like a law-abiding citizen. I'm surprised yes. that he's like, I'm going to go into the bank at night where nobody's there. You know, like that seems like he would be. That'd be like somebody else's idea, and he gets roped into it or something. Yes. That's, a, gran- that's a grandpa idea. Yes. And he gets stuck going in. Also, what just go sing to people on the ham radio for a while then. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And waste some Do time. Do anything. Kill some time, then go to the bank in the morning. Nope. Going right now. And what happens next is very unhermit because they're at the bank and grandpa is going to short circuit the burglar alarm. 
and he electrocutes himself. Great. Oh, yeah. Cool Herman. special effect. That looked mm-hmm. awesome. It was very cool. Herman gets a kick out of that. He's got a grin on his face. I'm sorry, you okay, Grandpa? No, just a little lightheaded. But he short-circuited the main fuse. He grabs the cash and tells Herman to open the door. Herman rips open the bank door. This is so un-Herman. The guy who wouldn't cross the street on a do-not-walk sign when he was yep. trying to chase down uh, who he thought was a romantic partner with his wife, right? And it's like, well, I can't cross the street yet. Mm-hmm. This guy rips open up a door <laughs> off a bank in the middle of the night. <laughs> but but he's doing it for good reason because he wants to return this money that he took mistakenly. I understand that, but he could also wait, you know, four to 12 hours, <laughs> you know? Uh, so Grandpa, remember, so they walk in the bank. Herman knocks on the door and they both go in. Herman puts the door perfectly back. Great. Now, Grandpa goes, if I remember correctly, the vault is someplace over there. The vault is on one of the four <laughs> walls in the bank, and it's yeah. fucking huge. Mm-hmm. Can't it's miss the it. giant vault on the wall. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's pretty much the main thing of the room, I would say. Really Very uh, noticeable hard from to all miss. points. Yeah. So Herman, he's wasting time filling his fountain pen. I thought that was funny. He's trying to fill yep. his fountain pen. <laughs> Grandpa's like, get over here, you dipshit you know whatever he says mm-hmm. you feather brain flathead or whatever yeah. yeah again let's return the money that you mistakenly took but then while he's there he's like i'm gonna swipe some ink while we're here <laughs> yes. yeah. well you <laughs> refill, know <laughs> refill my pen yeah at the time you know big pens weren't really a thing so maybe you know if you didn't have an ink well at home mm-hmm. maybe ink was expensive it's like printer ink at the time it was like seven dollars a gallon oh whatever. yeah it's just cheaper to get a whole new pen than if yeah ink. exactly Urban comes running over, and then there's the vault. They're like, oh, but there's a timer on it. It says it will open at 9 a.m. And it looks like an alarm clock glued to a wall. So Herman says, well, maybe it works like an alarm clock. He rips it off. Not supposed to come off, but he rips it off. Oh, yeah. yeah. He pulls it hard. Mm-hmm. It comes off the wall. And he's just like, oh, I can set it from the back. What time should I set it to? <laughs> and Grandpa looks uh. at the clock. It's like, uh, what, what time was it? Oh, it's almost 3. Set it to 3. They have to wait six hours. We're like, well, he doesn't open for six hours. Let's go find an online diner, drink some coffee, come back. Nope. Mm-hmm. Let's just continue with our plan of breaking into a bank vault. <laughs> so, Herman, one, two, three, turns the dial to the back, counts it out, crams the thing back onto the back in place, and then within seconds it goes ding, and then the vault opens. Whew. Oh yeah, and they're pumped. I yeah, they're just, they like are. cackling. They're like jumping up and down as they walk mm-hmm. in. I kind of I love whenever they're, like they're like laughing together. I think that's funny. Oh, like the worst bank vault ever, though. Yeah, like <laughs> if you you just have to adjust the the time on the well, clock. Herman mm-hmm. used his superhuman strength to pull it off the wall, though. So yeah, but I'm sure. But I'm sure somebody else could just come in with like a um, Frankenstein's monster of their own. Might no, the big like, one. like yeah. a, a crowbar or something like that, and pop the thing off, and then just Maybe. adjust it. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was just gonna. Say, security does not seem to be the, the most important thing about this bank, but nope. I mean, I, I guess. Well, maybe it is. I guess they had like well alarms. The door was locked. I mean, they had a vault. I, they just. I guess they just never planned on grotesque creatures breaking in and using their yes. supernatural abilities in the middle of the night to return it's like money. The yeah. ultimate heist. Yeah, <laughs> it's an unheist. The reverse heist. Yeah, anti heist. Yeah, anti heist. Uh, oh, the anti heist. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. <laughs> Damien and the anti- is the anti heist. 
so the two pumped laughing giggling they go skipping into the vault and it is pitch black herman's like well i need to find the light switch and then he finds it he flicks it on mm-hmm. he tries above the door first mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is the most common place for a light switch it turns out it's right next to the door turns it on and grandpa's like oh it's cozy in here it reminds me of the catacombs i used to crawl around when i was little <laughs> <laughs> okay Grandpa says they better say goodbye to their short-lived prosperity. And Herman goes, goodbye, short-lived prosperity. Now, and this is where it goes. Now, they're like, they're like, they're like brushing the dust off their hands. All we have to do is leave. And then, of course, (laughs) the sound of a vault door closing happens. They're like, I kind of think this is like, now we're at the point where this episode starts to take a downward turn mm-hmm. from like the the 7.7 rating on amazon you think this is co- where the downward turn happens <laughs> yeah yeah because wow. i kind of liked i kind of liked it up until this point i i think this is where the funniest part in the entire episode occurs not immediately but coming up uh but it's like now all we have to do is go home he 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 job well done there let's not go sucking each other's dicks so fast right? <laughs> uh the door slams <laughs> And Herman's like, did you hear the door slam? Yes, I did. And then they do this. God, I hated this. This was bad. Was it the back door? No. Was it a side door? No. (sighs) What kind of door was it? And then they do, boy, they're like, "If, if that's the door and you're you, it was the only door. Oh, they did the Kevin McAllister slapping the cheeks, screaming to the camera. Yes. Oh, bad. God. It was so, so bad. bad. So now they're trapped in there, locked in there, hermetically sealed in there is what yes. grandpa's, grandpa says. And they're all very upset. Grandpa's upset they may never get out of there again. But Herman is resigned to the fate. <laughs> He's like his reaction was pretty funny. He just he just like casually walks to the side of the room, sits down, crosses mm-hmm. his legs. He's It'll like, teach right. us a good lesson, is what he says. <laughs> he had like a weird little smirk on his face and everything yeah. when he did. He's like, yeah. oh, all right. That's what we get for messing with the laws of God. That's what we get for playing God. Yes. All right. <laughs> Lily is walking down the hall with a candle, knocks on Marilyn's door. Have you seen Uncle Herman? Uh, no, Grandpa, no, his slab hasn't been slept on. Think they went on one of their strolls to the cemetery? Oh, could be. Only thing those two dig is graveyards. Graveyards, of course. Oh. But Lily recognizes that, like, well, you know, Herman couldn't sleep because of the money, and I wasn't very sympathetic. No, you weren't. Yes, now, that's true. <laughs> yep, so they're at peace. They're like, Ah, they're probably just walking to the graveyard. Yeah, surely Herman didn't go to the bank and try to break in. That would be stupid. <laughs> no, why would you even think of that? Because that is to be like a mm, yeah, feather-brained imbecile to have yes. done that. Yeah, a, fe- a feather-brained klutz, I believe. Yes, yeah, oh, yes. He'd, he'd really have goofed it up if he had. Yeah, yes. I mean, it's not like yeah. she looked underneath the pillow to see if the money was still there too, because that probably would be a really giveaway. If mm-hmm. yeah, maybe Herman took the money and ran. I don't know if that crossed her mind. He went to the boat. <laughs> Going to a, going, I mean, if they're in California, they're not that far from Vegas. No, no, that's plenty, true. Plenty of ladies to buy diamonds. Now that's an for. episode we want to see Herman and Grandpa at the Tangiers. Yes, <laughs> with eighteen thousand three hundred dollars. Oh. 
But Herman all suited up and he's got the bowler hat on. Oh yeah. man, I would love that. Put it all on black. <laughs> all right, so I put it on red because <laughs> you know. Well, Grandpa would have the power to make the little. Uh, oh yeah, little yeah, ball they would skip to where it needs to go to. You'd think. Yep, they'd make bank. Yep. So Herman is getting stir crazy. Gotta get out of here. Gotta get out of here. Can't find where's Grandpa? Where are you, Grandpa? Grandpa? He was behind him. <sighs> yeah, that that was that was extremely stupid too. Yes, because then Grandpa just turns and like he's yelling, "Grandpa, Grandpa, all right!" Grandpa's just standing right behind him, and then turns and it's like, "Hmm, will you look for me? I'm right here." Like, <laughs> yeah. in a, like a weird way, I'm like, "This is dumb." Yeah, yep. he hadn't turned into any sort of animal to hide or anything. No. He just was right there standing. So here they are trapped in this fifteen by fifteen room, where the vault door closed, and then they finally notice after how many, how much time of lamenting their fate they notice that net right next to the vault door is a panel that says for emergency use only but now next to that panel is another button yeah and, uh, on top of that button i read the words it says press for police uh but they don't see that they see nope. the the panel it says for emergency use only and they're like oh this is an emergency so they open up yeah. and inside's a phone hermit's going to call the police Oh, perfect. I have a way to contact the police. Not this button that says press for police, but this <laughs> phone in this emergency box. So yeah. he pulls it out. He dials zero. Operator answers. And he goes, can I have the number for the police? Which district? Hmm, Herman, which district? Uh, Mockingbird Heights. Well, that's a local call. Just call him yourself. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> But he doesn't have the number. She's like, well, it's in the directory. I don't have a directory. <laughs> Patching you through to information. I'm like, oh, finally, somebody that can help. Uh, so Herman's patched me through to information. I'm like, okay. They're like, him, Herman and Grandpa are there. Information gives them the number. Mockingbird Heights Police. Oh, 177-9771. Write that down, Grandpa. And Grandpa's like, oh, he's got a piece of paper, but he doesn't have a pen. So he's like, give me a pen. And he goes, here's my pen from before. And he goes to write it, but it's out of ink. Yes. It's out of ink, you idiot. And Grandpa, now this is one of the few times where the Munsters has set up something. Yes. Ate it off. This is where I was going to, this is the second joke I was going to compliment. This is, yeah, the yes. first time they've actually like, because in, I feel like other Munsters episode, he would have just like, oh, my pen's out of ink for some reason. Mm -hmm. But in this one, they really, yeah, they actually put some effort in, you know, thought yeah. about it beforehand, <laughs> came up they with set something. It up. It's like, you wouldn't let me fill it. And the grandpa <laughs> is very, very upset. And then we have the following clip. Ooh. 177 9771. Right. Well, they'll want to know where we are. What's the address of this bank? I think it's 406 91st Street. 406 91st Street. 406 91st Street. I'll just keep that in my head. You got it? I got it. 406 91st Street. And the telephone number is 1779771. Right. And Herman, when you get the police, they'll be here in five or ten minutes. If they go like 60, we'll have seven or eight of them down here in 20 wings. <laughs> and it'll be one, two, but my shoe, three, four, and they'll open the door. <laughs> Herman, Herman, what are you waiting for, Herman? Dial a number. You made me forget it. <laughs> so to me, that was the highlight of the episode. 
<laughs> oh, you the, like that? Okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> I that went way too long. Mm-hmm. It was the highlight yeah. of the episode for me, at least, because there it was. I I knew it was coming. Yeah, I knew it was coming. It's, you knew they were gonna forget it. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I oh. guess it's it's good that Grandpa throws in those extra all those extra numbers or whatever. But I mean, it's, I yeah, I I didn't enjoy that much as as much as like the stuff in the first half of the episode oh, so far. Really. To me, that was the funniest part of this whole episode. Oh, nice. So, if if for you think it was not that good, then seven point three is lofty. Hermit's forgotten the number. <laughs> God damn it! And Grandpa grabs the phone. And he's pissed. He dials zero, and he's screaming at the operator. Listen, lady, we're trapped in a bank vault. It's walls are three thick. <laughs> Listen, lady, you better get some. We need help. Listen, lady. He's like screaming. Listen, lady. Yeah. And then the listen lady responds. I'd love to help you, sir, but this is a recording. <laughs> and that then blew so my mind. Grandpa's like, it's a recording. Herman grabs the phone and breaks it in half. Grandpa slams his hand on the wall and hits the giant button that was right next to the phone that says push to summon the police. So the lights going off. They're like, oh, look, push to summon the police. They're like, we didn't see this for some reason, even though it is eye level right next to what we're interacting <laughs> In just a few minutes, we'll have someone on the other side of the door trying to get in. So that mm. phrasing right there leads to, at the same moment, just two dudes walk in the front door of the bank. They are not police. Now, I looked at this point. There was roughly four minutes left in the whole episode. So that means we had to get to the commercial break, do the do the the button at the end, and have credits all in four minutes. Herman and Grandpa still in the bank vault. Yes. <laughs> They're in the bank vault. They've been there for well over four minutes. Oh, we only have four minutes to wrap this baby up. Mm-hmm. So just then, two dudes, one that looks like Joe Pesci, and then another one that looks like a Dick Tracy villain, they walk in. And it's the robbers. Now, I'm like, whoa. There's no Halloween masks no or Halloween anything masks, of that sort. But They're not heavily Halloween. armed. Well, I guess maybe. Maybe they are. Well, yeah, we'll find out how armed they are in a second. I mean, the one the one guy's excited not to have to dress up like ghouls. Yes. Oh, that's true. Okay, so they, they explain it. Never mind. Yeah. But they're throwing out the police by hitting the bank at night. No one would ever suspect this. So then they get over to like the where you fill out the little deposit slips and stuff like that. And the one dude what's his name fingers or sticky fingers he stumbles the fuck through some lines what, what a break what a break 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 someone on disconnected the burglar alarm i'm just like oh christ man the musters need enough film for at least two takes because yes. if that was the best one that was rough um so and then at the same time one of them pulls out some dynamite and they're like, oh, the front door, that's the easiest lock I ever picked. They're like, oh, man, this bank is really asking for it. And the dude starts to drill into the bank vault door with a big drill. Herman and Grandpa hear it. It sounds like a drill. Herman's pissed. A drill who wants to be rescued by a dentist. Boo. Boo is right. <laughs> yep. That Terrible. joke <laughs> deserves a boo. That joke alone means that you can't get past the seven on yes. IMDb. <laughs> yes, anything over a seven is generous. So dude, back to the dude. He, he's drilled a hole. He put a stick of dynamite in the hole that he drilled. Scotty, you sure this job is worth it? Fingers, when we blow this door open, you won't believe what's inside. I'm like, oh. Mm, good line. Nice word mm-hmm. choice. Well, I, oh, 
It's they do that a lot. They did that earlier so when Herman's like, "You'll when someone's going to come inside, you know, like you'll never know who's going to enter the bank vault." And they're doing the yep. exact same thing again. Maybe a little repetitive, but I like the Robert's version better. I think. Mm-hmm. So they light the fuse as dynamite, and then, as you would do with a stick, full stick of dynamite, they move about five feet away, <laughs> behind, behind a little partition. On the inside, Herman, it got quite out there. You don't think they gave up on it, do you? Grandpa's like, oh, I'm sure they just stopped for a cigarette or something. I'm sure we'll be hearing a noise any minute now, which got can laughed. <laughs> oh, 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 they know. It's like, it's like they know there's dynamite on the other side. <sighs> Grandpa and Herman put their arms around each other, yes. which I like this. They're, they're holding each other on the shoulder, standing right in front of the door, like holding a proud position for when that door yep. opens. So like, <laughs> hurrah, the monsters back on the outside, the light, the lighting, the, uh, the, uh, <laughs> What's it called? Dynamite Jeez. explodes. Boom goes the dynamite, and the door slowly swings open. Then the door falls, and the robbers look up from their cover, and out walk Herman and Grandpa. And the burglars are shook. Grandpa's like, "That's the guys that did it." And Herman goes, "Hello," you know, it's like you <laughs> the, the the dumbest tone ever. Yes. And Herman's like, "I feel so good. I'm going to give him a hug." <laughs> <laughs> and the two burglars are like, uh, and they faint. Herman squeezes mm-hmm. them. It's like a game I play with my five-year-old where she's like, you hug me, then pretend to go asleep, and then I'll disappear. And then when you go, where are you? I'll pretend to walk by all nonchalant. Well, she didn't say nonchalant, but she goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she walks by. And I'm like, all smugly, yeah, like, yes. how did I do it? Mm. Yep. So, so that's kind of what happens here. Herman hugs the two robbers. They faint and slide out of his arms. Herman or Grandpa then says, I think we better get out of here before someone shows up. They don't look like police to me. Plus, there's only two <laughs> minutes and 10 seconds left in this episode. Say, yeah. And we've got credits we got to run yeah. still. <laughs> we got to go, Herman. The episode's almost done. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Come back to the Munsters. You cannot go an episode without the Munsters eating. There they are at the breakfast table. Mm-hmm. Eddie wants Grandpa to read some more about the bank robbers. Headline, Mystery Men Foil Bank Robbery. Subheadline, Yesterday's Loot Recovered. Phew! <laughs> Thank okay. goodness that was on there, because I had almost forgotten that the, why they were there. to re- <laughs> They were returning some ill-gotten money. So Grandpa reads, Fingers Malone and Scotty Dusick, upon being revived by police at the scene of the attempted robbery, blamed their capture on two unidentified citizens who appeared from nowhere and rendered them unconscious. Herman and Grandpa, they got smug looks on their face. (laughs) Much like my five-year-old daughter (laughs) walking by. And she does that. (laughs) (laughs) So Lily is like, so brave of you, Herman. Do you think Lily knows that they locked themselves into the bank vault <laughs> nope. after they broke into the bank to return the money? Nope. I guarantee she, she doesn't. They, no, they did not explain that part at no. all. Herman's not going to mention that if he can help it. Yeah. But there's more. Now, now these are thought to be the same persons who summoned the police on the bank's alarm system. Oh, like, oh. So Marilyn reading over Grandpa's shoulder, heads on. And it says a reward is waiting if the two men come forward. I remember we're in the last the dying seconds of this episode, so mm-hmm. credits can happen at any time. 
Herman, are you going to claim the reward? Oh, I don't know. It would mean interviews and photographs, and you know how shy I am about having my picture taken. Credits? No. Nope. Because mm. Herman starts messing with his hair, dolling himself up like prima donna, <laughs> looks yep. into the very clean and shiny frying pan he's holding for his reflection, and then the pan breaks. Bold. <laughs> very bold move. I'm like, yes. wow, the pan breaks. And then Herman punches the bottom out of the pan, <laughs> which I really kind of enjoyed. That's and then great. he's left like a cartoon looking through the bottomless pan. Yes. <laughs> Credits. I like that smokes. ending. Yeah. I did like that ending. <clears throat> I did not like this episode, but that was <laughs> season one, episode 21. Don't bank on Herman. What y'all think? Yeah, don't bank on this episode. It's not that good. It's like most of these episodes kind of like go, and I don't really mind. Um, this one was a little. I actually felt like okay, we're feeling like we're dragging on a little bit. This is kind of boring. Um, there was some good stuff. I like Angry Lily. I think that is a fun quirk for her to have, where she gets like over. She's got kind of a temper, and I like that she apologizes when she realizes that she hurt Herman's feelings. Um, but poor yeah, poor Herman. Um, but. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't like the worst thing I've ever seen in my life, but I would just yeah, eh, I could have skipped this one. I think. Um, I like I like the first half of the episode. I like the whole like um, you know the yelling down at Grandpa and then yelling oh. back for all the, like the stuff for like what um, to put in the potion. I like the whole back and forth of that. Yeah, I I loved Lily just berating him and then him like twisting that like sob story i didn't want to get yelled at you know thing and then she's like oh i'm I'm sorry i'm sorry it like and immediately it's like trying to like boost his ego and the whole uh the whole talking and sleep thing just that killed me mm-hmm. yeah once they get into the safe it gets old very quickly oh yeah for sure this whole episode got old for me real fast but there were moments of of fun ishness uh, this, the talking in the sleep for sure, and the fact that he was sleeping on the money. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. I liked him playing with the money and the count and the fat stacks. $18,300. Crazy. So multiply that by seven, and that's about what it was worth. So we're looking at almost $135,000 <laughs> of today's bad. cash. You think it'd be more. Yeah, but yeah. still that's pretty good. T- ton of money though man if yeah. somebody gave me mistakenly $135,000 I don't know if I'd return it I know that probably makes me sound like a bad man but that'd be a it'd, tough a tough one it'd right be there. a big internal debate in my brain yeah I mean yes. like oh because that, that is like life-changing money <laughs> yes. evil Derek and angel Derek sitting on opposite shoulders duking it out yep um yeah this this episode stunk it was straight <laughs> up just not good <laughs> Uh, 7.3 is lofty. It, there's so much overwroughtness. Like you, you said, Terry, like it felt long. They didn't do anything. They could have done everything that happened in this episode in the opening five minutes. You could have got five, <laughs> eight minutes of tightly written that happens. And now the, the aftermath, like it was really so just overdone. Just like, oh, God. And um, the whole the whole setup is, is the whole thing of like Marilyn's not feeling well, yeah, and like yeah. she's sick. Like <laughs> she was like, okay, so she has a fever, but she feels low. I, you know, whatever the her issue is for the day that she was sent home from school, 
seems like a bigger setup than oh, you know what i gotta get the tax money also why don't you just write a check for your taxes yeah so like yeah. I, it's, it's the weird it's weird things like that like you had to go down and get the money which by the way i don't know if they ever resolved that the next day no um, good point yeah you know because they haven't been back down there to collect the reward anyway so they still haven't done that uh so like the little parts of that but i, I there was there's enough little nuggets in the first half that i mean i thought this was at least started out as an enjoyable episode yeah. yeah, it's interesting that that because it is like really leaning into the Maryland thing. I was like, oh, finally we're gonna get a Maryland episode, but nope, <laughs> she's no. just there for the beginning, and that's and, it. And it was only there to establish the point where Herman needs to go to the bank. You could have been, you could have done, you could have cut that down into a into three seconds. Oh, uh, Maryland's stuck at school. I need you to go to the bank, Herman. Boom, there, there it is. <laughs> then they're at the <laughs> bank. Boom. They're getting the money. Then we get the banger. Then we get the banger after they get the money. God. But instead we have the, we got to explain it all again, do all that stuff. Too much going on. And then we have the grandpa with the potions and there's no need for it because potions do not play into this episode at all. Nope. You don't need to establish potions. We don't need to know about potions. Grandpa does magic. It doesn't matter because it doesn't happen <laughs> anywhere because we have, we have a, st- if the previous 20 episodes, Grandpa, if he tried it hard enough, could have opened the bank vault with his magic exactly. powers. Yes. Yeah. That's true. He and didn't need, her, he didn't need Herman to like figure out how to reset the alarm. And once they got stuck inside, he could have easily got the door open again. Yes. Also, I don't know. Herman seems like incredibly strong at all times. Smash like, through the wall. <laughs> Smash through the wall. Smash through the door. I mean, I get it's a thicker steel door of a vault, but at the same time, like he's established already how much strength he actually has. Mm-hmm. He lifted that tree. Yeah, he lifted a redwood, yeah. but he couldn't. <laughs> he couldn't true. bust through a vault door. He pulled out a redwood and carried it around for three minutes. Um, yeah, so disappointing all around in that regard. So you know, I just had another idea. Herman could have just smiled on that reflective surface and it would have blown a hole straight through the safe. Yes. <laughs> Boom! Cross it yeah. up and then look into it, and then it cracks open. Yep. Oh well. So we got, you know, there's ten minutes of episode that could have been cut down to one and a half, easily. Ah, whatever. So we know what broke us. What broke the babysitter? I think what broke her is that you know, she she also tried to call this like information hotline, <laughs> and she has a a full blown conversation with this this person on the other end. And then the final thing she hears is says, sorry, but I'm a recording yep. and I can't help you. I'd like and her mind lady. explodes. It's like AI algorithms. What is this? Like, is this like a <laughs> sentient machine? Mm-hmm. And she's like, she's like going, she's like making like potions, trying to triangulate where this like machine is that's talking. Cause it's a threat to humanity. I mean, if something this smart can fool you for that long, it passed the Turing test. So yeah, yeah this is, this is something she's really yeah. worried about now. She looks right in the camera and goes, what in the Isaac Asimov? <laughs> and her head explodes and yep. she runs out the door. Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. Terminator theme. <laughs> and aliens. aliens. Oh, yeah, and then aliens show up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What about you, Keith? Uh, I think uh, what, what breaks her is when like, she's like, wow, Lily had that much money in the tax account? And mm-hmm. they only paid me how much to babysit this kid? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I think that breaks her a bit because she's like, man, they're a lot more well off, and and I should probably charge them a little bit more, and I don't. Yeah, yeah. So it's, a, it's a simple one this week for me. Yeah, 
I don't think the babysitter necessarily broke. I just think what happens after Herman's playing with the money and Lily yells at him, uh, Lily leaves and the babysitter looks over at Herman and they look at each other. They, they make eye contact and they smile at one another. She gets up on the chair and starts dancing and he starts flinging the dollar bills at her and they're just having a good old time being silly with the money. They're like, they're just like, eh. maybe she broke in the sense like, oh, I'm just going to let my hair down. Yeah. Hang out with Herman, because I think her and Herman are friends, right? And oh, she's yeah. Just dancing on the dancing on the chair. He's flinging up the bills. <laughs> they're making like uh, money angels. They're like playing. Yeah. They're I playing. am. I am thoroughly picturing now Herman with the stack of dollars and doing a little thing where you just flick them off one at a time, like Herman making it rain. Yep. That's that image now is killing me. He's making a laugh in slow motion. And she's just go, go dancing. Just straight. Yeah. And that's what I think happened after that moment. And that's what she broke her professional demeanor and was like, you know what? It's time to, yeah, let's, it's, 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 business, it's not business time any longer. Yeah. No. Party time. Party time. Oh, man. So there it was. Season one. I think this might be my least favorite episode. I don't know wow, if it's really? recency bias, but I did not like this episode at all. All right. So that was season one, episode 21. Don't bank on Herman. But we can bank on this. Good stuff coming out of the mouths of Keith and Terry. Keith, what do you got going on? Oh, boy. Uh, not a whole lot uh, right now. Go back, check out back episodes of Pop of Filmcast and back episodes of That Was Great, Wasn't Word. It? Um, official season two of That Was Great, Wasn't It? Should be coming out uh, any week now at this point. Any week? Holy yeah. smokes. Yeah, it's like, what, it's like the end of August, right? No. No. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We got a whole nother month, but look forward to that. It's we're closer to that than we are to uh, uh, <laughs> to our births. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, I look. I got a little downtime right now, so I'm enjoying it. Uh, getting a little extra hunting. Nice, right now. Loving so. the hunting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Terry? Oh, I do another podcast. It's called Run the Real. It's a movie podcast. We kind of pick categories and pick like four movies in the category and cover them. Uh, so right now we're doing summer blockbuster movies, I believe. So we'll have just got done talking about Point Break, I think, is our next big one, maybe, if I'm thinking of the right movie. So oh, check man. that out. That's one of my personal favorites. So Personal favorites? Mm-hmm. Point Break, that's an action movie classic. President mm-hmm. Masks. Yes. Plane Dives. I'm Not a Crook. Yeah. yeah. Love it. it can, can, I, can, I, can I redo a plug also? <laughs> you want to redo a plug, a plug yeah. Mulligan, plug uh, Mulligan. Uh, that was great, wasn't it? Season one point five, Bigfoot and the Muscle Machines just wrapped up uh, last week. Uh, I highly encourage everyone to, at worst, listen to the final episode. Um, the, and, and if you can go on YouTube, find the show. It is so ridiculous. The episode that we watched, uh, it. I honestly really, really love this cartoon. Uh, but tune in, listen to me and uh, Chris Green talk about it uh, in, in the finale. Listen to all five episodes, but especially the finale because it is outstanding. Nice. As for me, though, I don't got nothing. I got this. I got Patreon news. Patreon. Ooh, oh. Yeah, that's right. We have officially launched the Patreon. Uh, the long-winded tweet of our history all to get to the point. Mm, there's a story behind that, but I did it anyway. Uh, to... <laughs> to uh, <laughs> Just to 
to uh, say we have a Patreon and that Patreon's going to have at least two bonus episodes of must, mu- mustard. Uh, muster <laughs> and mustard. Well, mustard covered monsters might be in the multi monsterverse <laughs> of madness. Uh, two bonus episodes at least a month where we do something monster adjacent or monster direct. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're listening to this, the first uh, episode of Monsterisms came out uh, for the Patreon, and then we covered the or the the original pilot, the unaired yeah. pilot of Monster Town. Oh boy, and there are some significant changes that were made. Significant changes, mm-hmm. and it's probably that episode is probably available on the live, the normal free feed as well, um, just to whet the appetites. But we'll be doing things like going down in the Monsterverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. Uh, bringing things back up in the skooma. Um, yep. And who bringing knows? Things back from the depths of hell. Bring, returning from the depths yeah. of hell with, with things to watch. Sometimes and, they come back with this. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And we'll be just, we'll be doing just things as we yeah. think of them. Um, and yeah. we'll try to find recurring episode bits. We'll try to do whatever, but it's just us being goofy and fun. And, for just five bucks a month, if you really want to support us, that's possibly the best way to do it. Because as much as as such a low barrier of entry cost uh, podcasting is, if you want to do podcasting and do it upright, you got to spend money sometimes. So that'll help cover any of those costs uh, that have been incurred to this time. That's right? true. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 And if you ever got any ideas you want to hear us do for Patreon, we're yeah. happy to hear them. You know, uh, if you I, want us to try different mustards, must, mustard hunters would be an amazing. Mustard hunters. Oh, my God. I want horseradish. I love horseradish mustard. Mm, um, yes. And and I know I, do, I don't bog down the end of the episode with this level of tedium. I bog down the rest of the episode with all sorts of tedium, but never this tedium. <laughs> but if you want to email us at monsterhunters at Gmail, you can contact us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at monsterhunters. Munster Hunters, no mustard. Uh, and then we also have a YouTube channel. Just search for Munster Hunters. The episodes are there, plus other cool little videos I find, including Munster trailers. Uh, and boy, you just can't. I, I put the Rob Zombie trailer on our channel, and it has like a billion views and angered comments. Really? It's like, okay, great. Um, so, yeah, you know, just do that. Hunt us down. Hunt down the hunters. Boy, that could be an episode. Uh, <laughs> One Ooh, lucky yeah. fan uh, reached the Patreon tier, and they get to hunt us. <laughs> if we make a certain goal, yeah, it's we'll also it's a, it's a very it's a very low level tier, by the way. Also, yeah, just it's ten dollars you get to hunt yeah. us. Let us die in dignity, please. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, just just tell my family I put up an honorable fight. That's all yes. I ask. You don't need to say that. Just let me die in dignity. <laughs> Uh, and, no, so just let me disappear in the woods and never be found. <laughs> <laughs> and all well. And, you know, until then, I guess we have to do what we always do. It gets bad on Friday the 13th, but it gets worse on Saturday the 14th. The Book of Evil! Evil? Evil? Richard Benjamin, Paul Apprentice. We've inherited a house with a curse. Oh, come on, Mary. You know you don't believe in curses.
I want to watch this movie. <laughs> Holy cow. I like this part. Safe to look at the calendar again comes Saturday the, the fish 14th. Man. The year's number one horror comedy spoof. Whoa. God, look at all these owls. My name is John Hyatt, and I've got bats in my belfry. You know how many? We there it by is. Hold it right there, man. No, no, God, keep it away. No, thank you very much. I'd like to take a look at her neck. Well, if you don't trust me after 311 years of marriage. When what's his face? Mm-hmm. There'll be nothing left here. What's his name? To be afraid of. Every shroud what is name? has a silver lining. So if you see every other chiller this year, you'll need George Saturday Bruce. the 14th. Oh, this must be a charming wife. Ah, I can't remember his name. Salmon. Whoa. Major pest control. Oh. <laughs> I forgot I'm sharing the screen. I was going to IMDb <laughs> who the guy was. Uh, everything that ever scared you. Come on, Billy. Quit fooling around. Give me a kiss, darling. Oh, let me just see who that is. I'll be back for that kiss. Be sure to see it before sunrise. Oh. Saturday the 14th. Video will stay in the... The Monster Hunters are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gola, and Terry Vicroy. Keith is the host of the Pop-Up Filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop-Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop-Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it, at How Great Was That? You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Reel. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Reel on Twitter at Run the Reel. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy and executive producers are me and Keith Gollum. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.